We're Melissa and Mandy, two friends trying to gracefully navigate the midlife crisis. And this is The Strange of Life. Hello and welcome to The Strange of Life. My name is Melissa and I'm here with my co-host Mandy. Hi guys! And today we are going to talk about plant-based eating. Now, I have been a vegetarian slash vegan for, I don't even know, like 14 years or so. But this is kind of a new journey to Mandy. And I just want to preface this by saying that, like, you don't have to be a vegan to get something out of this. I hope that doesn't turn people off that aren't really interested. The bigger picture is just kind of talking about our health and just kind of what what led us to some of these lifestyle changes. Yeah, exactly. Um, I started my vegan journey in December of last year. Um, and it was kind of a slow transition throughout December. And then in January, my husband and I just went full vegan for the month of January. And we've been hanging strong ever since. So it is pretty new adventure for us. But you're exactly right. This isn't to tell people how to eat. This isn't to express any of our personal agenda on the issue. This is just strictly talking about health over 40. <laughs> I'm fond of saying I don't appreciate people telling me how to eat, so I would not ever tell someone else how to eat. So I just wanted to get that out of the way that, you know, we're not trying to be preachy at anyone. I know this can be a really touchy topic. I find a lot of people get very defensive. They really do. They find out that I don't eat meat. Yeah. <laughs> So um, one of the dynamics that I think is interesting is just me having kind of been on the other side of this for so long. And now that you're experiencing this, um, it, for me, it's, been, it's just been interesting to watch your, your progression, I guess. And like, quite frankly, it's just nice to have somebody that can relate. I, I don't have a lot of friends that are actually vegan or vegetarian. You're absolutely right. Um, I found out that when I announced that my husband and I were going vegan for Veganuary, and if you're unfamiliar with what Veganuary is, it's kind of a fairly new trend that's taken some momentum or gained some momentum over the last couple of years where people just go plant-based for the month of January just to kind of boost their health or, you know, decide if this is the right journey for them. And I found out about it and I was like, okay, we're going to do this. Um... And when I announced that I was doing it, I was taken back by, like, basically the negative response that I got from a lot of people, almost like it offended them that I was going to do this. But I also learned that, you know, there are reasons for that in talking to people, because plant-based people are very passionate about being plant-based. Well, and I think that's something, too, that there is a distinction between people who are plant-based and people who are vegan. Exactly. And that's not to say that one is right or wrong. Um, you know, for me personally, I started eating plant-based for health reasons. And the deeper I got into it and the more I learned about um, just the way that animals are treated in the food system, it became more of an animal rights issue for me but basically just to really boil it down into very simple terms being vegan think of it almost like a religion it's a belief system it's people that exactly you know, don't believe in using any sort of animal product because of the way animals are treated and you know plant-based 
some people may feel like that, some people may not. Plant-based just tends to be more about health and diet versus the actual, you know, a plant-based person may wear something leather or what have you. Um, so it's just, it's kind of, you know, just just a small distinction that probably doesn't matter to anyone else, but. Yeah, so, but just in general, when people hear us talk about plant-based eating and even being vegan, because I would label myself now as a vegan. I am a growing vegan, but I'm also not going to be throwing red paint on people as they walk down the street in their leather pants. Well, and I think too, you just have to, um, you know, if somebody, if somebody is truly, truly believes in something, you just, you can't really fault them for being passionate about it. Um, right. I like to say that I offend everyone. You know, I do have leather planners that I have bought secondhand, <laughs> but yet I, I don't eat any meat. I try to avoid animal products if necessary. I am a bit of a crazy PETA lady, so <laughs> I just kind of tick everyone off. I can attest to this. She is a little bit of a crazy PETA lady. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mandy's been beaten over the head with this for so many years. Even she finally went vegan. So. Right. Well, I guess then that just kind of segues us into talking about how we got started. I think it was, I want to say it was about 14 years ago. I don't remember the exact date. I just remember my daughter was pretty small. And I distinctly remember the actual day my nephew was over. And I love documentaries. If if you know me personally, you know that I always say I can ruin anything that you like because I've probably watched a documentary about it. But we watched Food, Inc. And that will kind of date it, too. I guess I don't know what year that movie came out. But anyway, it was right around that time. And I was just so horrified. You know, some of that stuff I feel like I kind of knew, but I didn't really know. And just to be kind of confronted with it like that, I was just like, there's just no way I can put that in my mouth again. And at the same time, I was on a weight loss journey and, you know, learning more about nutrition. And basically, it wasn't even so much just that I was like, oh, I'm never eating meat again. Just knowing a lot of the components to traditionally raised and farmed meat, I didn't feel that it was healthy to put in my body. And being a single mom, I could not afford to buy, you know, grass-fed organic beef or anything like that. So I just omitted it from my diet. And like I said, it's been a little bit of a journey since then into more of, you know, being concerned for animal welfare and things like that. But yeah, it just started out for health purposes. And I do have to say, when I first went, you know, omitted meat from my diet and started concentrating on plant-based eating, I lost 115 pounds in a year. So when you went, when you went vegan, vegetarian, plant-based, I, I say let's just call this plant-based for purposes of this podcast. But when you went plant-based, um, like, was there anything that you missed in terms of, like, food? The only thing, and I, I think to this day, I think the only thing that I really have, like, a hankering for is, like, man, I want to go through the McDonald's drive through and get, like, a sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit. <laughs> Which I know there are plant-based alternatives to that. Um, but you're not going through the drive-thru to get that. <laughs> well, right. And I just, I haven't, I guess I've not tried. A lot of egg replacements are so expensive. I've not tried a lot of them. Um, but yeah, I don't know why. That's the only thing that really still sounds good to me. Meat in and of itself. Like, quite frankly, just the thought of it grosses me out. So you've entered this vegetarian lifestyle, plant-based lifestyle, 
and you already had your daughter, so then you meet your husband. Um, was he plant-based at the time, or is this something that you kind of embarked on together, or did you have a divided house? Like, tell us that story. Oh, he was definitely not. And I had, I was a single mom for six years, and I would say, oh, I'd probably been a vegetarian for most of that time before I met my husband, and he was not in any way, shape, or form. I mean, we live in the Midwest. We live in the agricultural capital, really, of the world. And so it's very meat and potatoes. And um, I think at first he thought it was kind of a novelty, like, oh, I met this new chick. She's a vegetarian, and <laughs> she goes to the gym. And You've heard about you know those girls. <laughs> right? <laughs> but I, I, do have to, I do have to give him credit, but... You know, and I didn't. I didn't try to to change him in that fashion. But I can't stand the smell of cooking meat. So basically, like once we got married, the arrangement was, you know, he can eat whatever he wants, but I can't stand the smell of cooking meat like lingering in my kitchen. So basically, mm-hmm. he would either have to grill it outside or go, you know, buy it from a restaurant or something like that. And honestly, like he's always said, he liked what I made. He didn't necessarily miss and you know in those days we were still eating a lot of cheese and stuff I mean he didn't really miss meat you know Mm -hmm. like if we went out to a restaurant sure he'd get a steak or something but at home he ate vegetarian kind of whether he wanted to or not he didn't really complain about it so it was like join by default kind of a thing if you want to eat it all you've got to eat what I make (laughs) right like you can make it yourself just somewhere I can't smell it (laughs) So, like, Daniel, um, did he just later on gradually just take on that lifestyle? Today, is he still, like, inter... I think, for the most part, (laughs) he is still fairly vegetarian. I think he does eat meat here and there, but I think he definitely eats a lot less meat, probably, than the typical 30-something man. Mm-hmm. Just because that's <laughs> that's how he was raised. But yeah, I mean, we've been together for you know basically a decade, and uh, you know he's he likes he'll eat tofu. You know he's eaten a plant based diet for so long that his horizons are probably a little bit broader than the typical guy of his age. Yeah, I totally get that. And your stepsons, um, they enjoy tofu and stuff when they come and visit you, and their home is not plant based. Oh, definitely not. And they were extremely picky eaters, as I think is the case with a lot of kids from, you know, blended families. That's just the one thing they can control is food. But I have known them. They've been, you know, in our household since they were about two years old. And I remember they wouldn't eat beans. I made bean tacos one time and they had a cow. And I've just never been, (laughs) oh man, I've just never been one I just don't believe in forcing them to eat things that they they are, have a true aversion to. So, you know, I was willing to make them, you know, again, the smell of cooking meat gags me, but I would buy like a rotisserie chicken or something and make meals for them throughout the week. But they have, you know, as they've kind of calmed down and actually tried things, they, when we make tacos, it's kind of an argument now because I will get, you know, like a plant-based like chorizo or something and it's kind of expensive. So, you know, when it's just me eating it, I don't go through that much. And <laughs> they prefer that to like the meat tacos. And I'm always like, you eat meat, get out of my expensive right? <laughs> plant-based stuff. 
Oh my goodness. So what, so speaking of like recipes, like what is, for everybody that's listening and is thinking like they would like to take on something like a meatless Monday or do something like veganery, what is your favorite go-to vegetarian recipe? I think probably the most popular dish like universally in my house is uh, sweet and sour tofu. And I make it with pineapple. I actually, I do have the recipe. I've got a couple of different recipes on my blog. Uh, but basically, it's tofu and pineapple and, you know, like a sweet and sour sauce with, like, soy sauce and vinegar and um, some maple syrup. My kids beg for that. And I just serve it, like, over some rice. It sounds delicious to me. Kind of fills in that craving for, like, takeout, like, Chinese food mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, it sounds delicious. Also, if you're listening to this, we will link our favorite recipes in the show notes. So you can check them out and try them at home. For sure. And I think, you know, now compared to when I initially went vegetarian, there's so much more, you know, there's so much more in the grocery store you can find that's plant-based. There's so many more resources and cookbooks. And I I feel like, you know, I mean, yes, I walked uphill five miles to school, but it's just, it's so much easier to eat plant-based now. Like it's, it's just so much more universally accepted and more readily available. Yeah, I I don't think that my transition has been that difficult at all. Well, the fact that you can go to Burger King now and get like a vegan Whopper, like that blows my mind. Hello, what I had for dinner tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Said vegans everywhere. Right. So I did have, and I warned Mandy about this, I did, you know, I'm kind of a history buff. So I, when I was kind of researching this episode, I did look up some fun historical facts about vegan veganism i guess and i actually didn't know these but did you know the term vegan was coined in 1944 by i believe it was a british like woodworker named donald watson i did not know and that. it's actually i didn't know that either and it's vegan it has the first two and last three letters of the word vegetarian that's how they came up with it I wonder how they began to differentiate being a vegetarian and being a vegan. Like, when did that become two different things? Actually, in the 40s, apparently. Oh. And I believe... There you go. <laughs> that He <laughs> he was one of the first people that wanted to kind of differentiate that. That, you know, listen, <laughs> we don't eat eggs. We don't eat cheese. We're not just vegetarians. And the first American Vegetarian Society was founded actually clear back in 1850. So, you know, there's about 100 years in there. But this is this is my favorite fact that I found. <laughs> it was founded by the Reverend Sylvester Graham. And he actually is the person who invented graham crackers. Oh, that's cool. So are graham crackers vegan? I uh, See, I don't know. And I, I didn't even think to look that up. <laughs> I'm totally looking but it up while you talk. And what's really funny is he was, I think it was a Presbyterian minister and he had a bunch of followers and like he was really into like you know devout living and his followers were called gramites which i also think is funny and they were really into like their diet and apparently bathing frequently they were abstinent and did not drink Hmm. so tons of fun there but they could eat graham crackers apparently well that is because graham crackers are in fact vegan and Wouldn't you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I had to look it up at that point. I'm like, wait a minute. Another thing I found interesting, though, is the, like, being vegetarian or vegan actually dates clear back to, uh, like, the first mention was by 
Pythagoras in 500 BC because he believed in benevolence amongst species, who was actually the mathematician behind the Pythagorean theorem. You're speaking Greek to me, but that sounds really interesting. Well, I mean, he was Greek, so. (laughs) (laughs) No pun intended there. (laughs) Not so much into the math, but, you know, I'm all about the diet, so. Right. No, that's really cool. And we learned about graham crackers. Just like Melissa, uh, my whole journey started for health. Um, This past year, basically, let's keep it 100, everyone. I'm a fat chick. (laughs) And, you know, I'm overweight. In all fairness, though, I mean, I've been plant-based for, you know, we already said 14 years, and I'm a fat chick, too. So (laughs) you can be fat and vegan. (laughs) Well, yeah, you can be, but this is the beginning of my story is that I'm a fat chick. (laughs) And with that has come a lot of health issues. Um, I have rheumatoid arthritis. I have asthma. um, You know, my knees are shot. Like, I just lived my life in chronic pain. And we're not talking, like, little aches and pains. We're talking serious chronic pain. And right before I started this vegan journey, it had gotten to the point where I had a hard time just getting up and walking from the chair to the bathroom, and I was looking at, you know, possibly being in a wheelchair. I mean, that's where I was headed. Um, And it just, it was bad. And my sister had watched this documentary. Now, granted, Melissa had talked about this documentary in the past. Several other people that I know had talked about this documentary in the past. This is not the first time I'd heard about it. But my sister, at this point in time, had talked about it. But you just didn't it. listen to me. Right. Well, you know, you're always telling me what to do. So, <laughs> But no, I think everything happens for a reason and a season. And at this point in time, I was like, okay, I'll watch the documentary. Because so many people had been like, you have to watch this, you have to watch this, you have to watch this. And also, I was, you know, headed towards diabetes as well. And... So the documentary is called What the Health. It's on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. Um, Especially if you're dealing with chronic pain, diabetes, um, heart disease, any of that stuff. Um, I I recommend you watching this because this documentary catapulted everything for me. So I watched it and my husband just so happened to be sitting there watching it with me. And normally he doesn't sit and watch these things with me. Um, And we're sitting there and they start talking about all the health issues that I'm dealing with, but not only the health issues that I'm dealing with, but also the things that my husband was dealing with as well. And it definitely made us think. Um, I had about two years, two or three years ago, I had started doing what's called the Daniel plan, not to be confused with the Daniel fast. And it was basically just whole foods, clean eating. And I'd lost, and I was going to the gym like four times a week. I'd lost a hundred pounds. But the minute I was not able to go to the gym and life got crazy, like I gained it all back and then some. And it's, for some reason, I just couldn't get back on it. But, you know, this time I saw this and what the health is really based off of Science. It's not necessarily what I would call an animal rights video. 
it does talk a little bit about environmental impacts, but I would say that that's not the, wouldn't you agree, Melissa, that's not the 100% gist of the video. Right. And to be fair, even me who, you know, obviously believes in that message, I think what the health, I mean, I think there is a lot of good information in there, but I think you have to take it with a grain of salt. I think it was definitely filmed with a heavy agenda, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. I'm not Um, saying it's the end all be all. I'm just saying this is what catapulted me to start researching these issues oh for sure i just i know a lot of people have kind of like tried to discredit it and it's like you know uh, don't don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, basically right it just it made me think and so of course you know being who i am that led me down the google wormhole of life (laughs) and it seemed like there was a lot of evidence to back up a lot of the health things that they were talking about in terms of um meat being a high um like highly flammable in your joints and things like that. I don't know if I'm wording that right. I'm from West Virginia. I don't talk good. (laughs) (laughs) You won't start on fire, but it will cause inflammation. Right. Inflammation. (laughs) That's the word. (laughs) Inflammatory. (laughs) It's inflammatory. Like I said, I'm from West Virginia. I don't talk good. Not to offend any West Virginians out there, but let's keep it real people. We, we mess it up sometimes. Uh, you know, and how it affects diabetes, how, you know, meat and dairy affects diabetes, um, just like your gut health. And then there's a lot of like male issues and stuff that these things aren't so great for. And it definitely left us both asking questions. And we did some more research. Um, We also watched a really good documentary called Game Changers. Is it Game Changers or The Game Changers? I'm honestly not sure, but I definitely think that is a good one for guys to watch. Oh, for sure. Um, I know I've had uh, my brother-in-law actually, I I don't think is going to be vegan for life or anything, but dramatically cut back his meat consumption after watching that. And he is the last person behind Mandy Pogue on planet Earth that I ever (laughs) thought would go vegan. But yeah, so, and, and we just read a lot of stuff, and so John and I decided that, well, in the origi- originally, we were just going to do, like, three, um, like, vegetarian-based meals a week, and just kind of see how it happened, but me being me, I don't do anything small. It's like, I truly live by, and Melissa can attest to this, I'm a go big or go home kind of girl, like, I'm all in or nothing, and so... We kind of transitioned a little bit through the holidays because it was it was hard to like take on full plant-based lifestyle. When you're going from like a meat and potatoes family to a full plant-based lifestyle, it was hard to do that around Christmas, but we started kind of transitioning and experimenting. But then I heard about Veganuary, which I talked a little bit in the beginning of this podcast, and John and I just decided, okay, we can make a one-month commitment because neither one of us felt like we would see any kind of real, like, um, real results after just, you know, a week or two. We felt like we needed to make a month-long commitment. And so, Veganuary started, and we went completely vegan at that point. And, yeah, here we are in April, and we're still going strong, and... And I would not believe in a million years that my husband would be on this journey with me. Like, I have never been a huge meat fan. I always, I grew up on meat and I ate meat 
But honestly, I've told Melissa this several times. I could have been easily been a vegetarian because um, I love vegetables. Well, don't you think? I think a lot of women are probably that way. But yeah, it, it is a lot of times the husbands that are the absolutely not yeah. voice in that discussion. Yeah, but John has just been like on board from the beginning. And, and a lot of people have asked me like, how did I get John on board? I, I didn't get John on board. Like John was on board from day one. Um, and I'm so thankful for that because you know, he's been deal he had been dealing with some health issues and he had seen doctors, he had had surgeries, like all kinds of things and nothing was working. And he thought, you know, what do I have to lose at this point? And so he, he actually has, when I have thought about, you know, adding cheese and eggs and stuff, he's been like, no, 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 no. The man craves cheeseburgers all day, every day without fail but I mean he he's held strong and he's really been my biggest cheerleader in all of this which has been hugely surprising (laughs) well that makes a big difference too I know for me it's been hard over the years to kind of feel like I'm cooking like three different meals for you know all the dietary preferences I think when you you know when your partner is on board it's so much easier oh 100% 100% I mean there is a lot of research that you know whether people agree or disagree with a plant-based diet there is a lot of research that you know supports the fact it is it's low in saturated fat it's you know low to no cholesterol um, rich in fiber tons of vitamins and you know there are actual studies that show that it lowers your risk of heart disease, blood pressure, diabetes, you know, certain cancers. Like there, there is, the proof is in the pudding. It's not just, um, you know, documentaries. There are actual studies by universities like Harvard. <laughs> well, and my husband is also proof of this because in this time period that we've been doing this, he's not off all of his medications, but he has been able to quit too. Well, I know for me personally, and like I said, you know, I've been a vegetarian for a long time and I think that's something that is important to point out that not all vegetarian diets are healthy, uh, you know, and they're not all created equal. Um, you know, yeah, I lost a whole bunch of weight when I first went vegetarian and I gained it all back still being a vegetarian and I developed type two diabetes. Like I was barely in the diabetic range, but I was, and you know, I had to reexamine my diet. And for me, I cut out all, you know, cut out dairy, um, and cut out oil and I was able to completely reverse it and kind of heal my insulin resistance, which is probably a whole other podcast. But I think that's something that is, you know, just worth mentioning that there's, there's a huge difference between eating like whole food plant-based versus, you know, and not that there's anything wrong with a treat once in a while, but versus, you know, I mean, you could eat impossible burgers from Burger King every meal and you'd still be vegetarian, but you probably wouldn't be very healthy. Right. Oreos are vegan. <laughs> Chips and salsa are vegan. Well, and honestly, I've been really impressed with your discipline uh, level in in your diet. Like, like you guys really have stuck to it. And like, honestly, you've been eating a lot cleaner than I've been. So, <laughs> Well, and that's what everybody asks, like, was it an easy change to make? And I say yes and no, because it was easy in the sense that like you said, um, plant-based eating has come a long way over the years. And so starting out, and I think pretty much everybody does this, maybe I'm wrong, but 
you know, there's Impossible Burgers, and there's plant-based chicken nuggets, and there's, you know, the beef crumbles, like the soy crumbles and stuff. So we ate that stuff when we started transitioning, and it made it a whole lot easier. But then as I started reading more about, you know, because my goal was to get healthy, right? Like, I'm trying to, like, heal my body here. And so as I started researching, I was like, hmm, this probably isn't sustainable and still get the results that we are going for. You know what I mean? Because let's face it, I am 42. It's not easy to lose weight. It's not easy. I'm 42. I have PCOS. So my metabolism is like shot. Um, and so it's just, it's not easy to lose weight, to get healthy, to do those things. So, I mean, I've had to stay disciplined because it's real easy to go in there and tear into a package of Oreos. <laughs> Just a couple of things that I wanted to bring up that over the years just get brought up a lot to me. Everybody, including 90% of the doctors I've ever seen, always ask, where do you get your protein? Oh, my gosh. And so I think there must be a note on my chart at this point not to even ask me because I think the doctors get tired <laughs> because I'm more than – I'm, like, guns loaded, ready to debate them on this. But – for one thing, you know, most Americans get dramatically more protein than what they actually need. There, There's a scientific term for people who don't get enough protein in their diet. Do you know what it is? No, I don't. Nobody knows what it is because it's not really a thing. I mean, does it happen like one in a million? Maybe. But for the most part, that's not a real concern. And this is what I always uh shut my doctors up with is that, you know, calorie for calorie, leafy greens actually have more protein than red meat. Like for instance, it, oh, about 50%, I think it's like 51% of the calories in baby spinach comes from protein. Right. Exactly. And I know personally, I was anemic for many years while I was eating meat and now I'm not that <laughs> I'm a vegetarian because I've upped my intake of greens so much. And apparently my body just metabolizes that better. Oh, for sure. Like, I'm getting plenty of protein a day. I always tell people whenever I get asked that question, I'm like, I get my protein from the same place that your protein gets its protein from. And another thing is I have so many friends, you know, especially when I found out I was diabetic, pushing me to do, like, paleo or keto because, well, our ancestors, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, for one thing... <laughs> we're not living a lifestyle like our, our ancestors weren't sitting on the couch, you know, watching the office for the 75th time. I mean, they had obviously very different nutritional needs than we do, but um, research has actually shown that in the paleo era, 80% of their diet was still plant-based. Did they eat meat? Yes, they did. But were they, you know, eating steaks and Big Macs and things of that nature? No. Right. And their meat was very like... The way it was prepared was very primal. You know, there wasn't the well, it wasn't it wasn't corn fed, and... right? How do you feel about organic versus non-organic? Because we are very plant based, um, you know, and and pesticides and things like that are an issue in this diet. So, what what is your standing on that? Like, how do you handle that? Well, I think there's a lot of layers to that. But I will say, I think 
it's more dangerous and more unhealthy. Like, don't let the organic price tag keep you from eating fresh fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. I think it's more important to eat whole foods than it is to eat organic. You know, if that falls in your budget, that's great. Um, but, you know, to a certain degree, there's some greenwashing with organic. It's not completely pesticide-free. Uh, you know, basically, unless you grow it yourself, you you don't truly know where it came from. So I... Well, and there's so much pollution you know, in the air and stuff now that it, it is impossible to get something completely just pure and untouched from chemicals. Right, and, and there's there's so many deficiencies in our soil. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, yeah, like I said, there's a lot of layers to it. And, you know, to be, or like, for instance, at my local farmer's market, which sadly is probably not going to take place this year, but um, there are a lot of growers who do observe basically organic practices, but they can't afford to be certified organic. Yeah. So, you know, I, I there's just... Again, that's probably a topic that's a whole whole other podcast, but there's a lot of layers to it. I think it's more important. I think eating a standard American diet is by far worse for your health than eating non-organic. One question that I get asked, and I'm sure you get asked that too, is um, how, like, how has your budget, well, maybe not for you, but for me, how has my grocery budget changed since going plant-based? And I can tell you that for me, um, and, and you also have to take in mind that I'm a food blogger, so I can't eat, you know, spaghetti, you know, a bunch, or just like some people have their standard meals, like tacos and spaghetti and, you know, tofu stir fry, like just a lot of families have the luxury, and I do say that that's a luxury of just eating, you know, their basic meals all the time. I have to come up with new and exciting things all the time. So keep that in mind. But my grocery budget went from basically between $80 and $100 a week um, for two people for three meals a day to now it's about $80 for two weeks for two people three meals a day. And that's buying a lot more organic than I used to as well. So... I mean, my my personal grocery budget um, has gone down a lot, but keep, also keep in mind that I'm not buying a lot of the processed foods. Like, I'm not buying a lot of, like, the Boca burgers and the, boy, I am coming for you, aren't I? Like, I'm not meaning to come for you. <laughs> but no. Well, I have to say, though, I, I think and that's not something, I mean, I've just, like I said, I've eaten you know, at least vegetarian for so long, I guess I don't, I can't really speak to that, but I have seen figures that, you know, people who stick to whole foods, um, tend to spend 25% less. And, you know, I don't know how accurate that is, but you can spend, I, I know, I hear a lot of people say that like, Oh, I can't afford to be vegan. It's too expensive. And it's like, girlfriend, beans and rice are vegan. Like, I don't think you can get much right? than that. It's just, you know, I it's, it's all, it's just all in priorities. You can spend, no matter what your diet, you can spend as much or as little as you really want to. So you've been at this for three months-ish. Where, you know, like what's your progress report? Well, so far now at three months in, I am down 33 pounds and that's with just changing my diet And that's not been, like, super strict. Like, I still have oil in my diet. That's my next thing I want to kind of work out, but baby steps, right? But I still have (laughs) oil in my diet. Like I said, we eat some fun things on the weekends. Like, it's not super clean. 
So I'm 33 pounds down. Um, I, like I said in the beginning of this, I was on my way to a wheelchair and now I work with four-year-old children full time and I'm keeping up. Like I'm all over the place. Um, my, I no longer am taking medication for my arthritis or anything like that. My inflammation is way down. Um, I still have some in my feet, but the pain, like I don't have the pain that I used to have. I actually told Melissa the other day, I have three steps that lead up to my front porch and I walked down and up them the other day and it was the first time in like at least six years that I did that pain free. And so I would say, oh, and my, I am no longer in the pre-diabetic range in terms of my blood work and stuff. So my blood work is, mwah. and, um, so, I mean, three months in, I feel great. I, I haven't felt this good in a really long time. My, and the evidence is in, I'm losing weight. My blood work looks great. My inflammation's down. I've been able to quit taking medications. Um, that I was taking. And again, I say all this is done with a doctor. This is not just me like flying off the handle and doing things. Right. And that's something I was going to say too. you know, obviously we are not medical professionals. We're not giving anyone medical advice, just, you know, just relaying our own stories. But I will say a few resources that I really like if, you know, if people are interested in learning more and especially learning more about, you know, the research side and kind of the scientific medical side of it. Um, I would recommend that you go to nutritionfacts.org and that site is run by Dr. Greger, who is the author of the How Not to Die book. I don't know if you've read that yet, Mandy. I love that book. He pours over all of the, you know, papers and research that he can find about the plant-based diet. And, you know, with my, I guess, analytical mind, I appreciate that, that, you know, he explains, you know, this is why, you know, <laughs> you eat this way. It's not just, you know, oh, yeah, it's healthier. Like, he actually breaks it down. Uh, I definitely recommend the book How Not to Die. Like I said, the website is nutritionfacts.org. Um, and, of course, we'll include all that in the show notes along with, I mean, there's just tons of great, like, the Engine 2 diet is something that I've been big into um, that I've really used to address my insulin resistance Um Forks over knives. There's just there's a ton of great resources that we will include in those so you can do a little more research for yourself. And I'll even include a couple of my favorite vegan cookbooks that really helped me like get recipe ideas and know where to start in terms of cooking. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening. Make sure that you subscribe. And if you're enjoying this podcast, we would super appreciate it if you would just leave us a little review or rate us. We're available basically on any platform where you listen to podcasts. Be sure to check us out on our website, thestrangeoflife.com, and look us up on Instagram at thestrangeoflife. In two weeks, you're definitely going to want to come back for our next episode where we talk about our entertainment favorites. I know it's going to be a good one because Melissa and I are polar opposites on what we think is entertaining. So we look forward to hearing from you guys and we'll see you next time. Bye.